It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm in this world and they made me a monster. Welcome and back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. Yeah. With me as always is Wheels Wienerker. Keith, how's it rolling? Uh, it's been better. Everything's a mess. My podcast mic just died as we were trying to start this. That's probably not great. I've got two podcasts with Rob tomorrow. Not ideal. It's your only job at the moment, so. It's the only thing I'm doing. Uh, normally, it wouldn't be a big deal. I could get a new mic within 24 hours. Right now, uh, they don't make them where I live, so it could probably be a very long time before I would get before I could get one. Yeah, Amazon Prime is a week now, which is a problem when you're used to like buying people birthday presents like two days before. Mm-hmm. My nephew's birthday is tomorrow, and we're obviously not going to see him in person. And so I went on Friday to buy him a gift, as is my usual nature. Like, all right, Friday, to, you know, Amazon shipping. We'll get there by Sunday. But um, we're recording this on a Saturday night, by the way. It's not going to arrive until, like, a week from now, so I feel bad. So I had to let my sister know, like, hey, we're sending your son a gift. It's just it's going to arrive a week late. So um, We yeah, should I- also say we're just off recording another podcast for the patrons. And full confession, uh, Alex had a little too much to drink during that podcast, so I'm in a very chipper mood. Yeah. Uh, full confession, uh, I don't feel bad for you because you can't get – there's no planes coming to this country. You can't get anything a week. Can't, I, I couldn't be guaranteed it in seven weeks. There's no I microphones mean, in your country, you're saying? I mean, there might be. I mean, I'm, I'll look. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be quadruple the price, but – yeah, I was drinking Rowan's Creek in honor of uh, Baby Rowan, who is not named Baby Rowan. But news for those who don't know, there is a Baby Akiva now in the world. Yeah, there's Baby Akiva. But in honor of you, from a listener. I, I think so. I, is it named after me? I don't think so. I think it's more like... I mean, I that's what the patron name. said. It'd be a weird thing to... Well, I he, he said I name named also. it after him? Or did he say well, I like the name? I don't know. Well, I, I mean, he, I'm sure he liked the name, but would he have named the baby but for the existence of Akiva Wiener? Well, he might not have known the name existed but for me. Okay, like, so, so, so therefore, it's because of you that the baby's named Akiva. At least partially. It is a middle name, yeah. So I don't think he's going to, like, tell his kid, like, oh, you're named after a guy on a podcast. <laughs> we used to have a podcast, Mike, and probably doesn't even Well, let's hope Akiva doesn't get canceled between now and when the kid's old enough to be coherent. So Maybe. <laughs> All right, so let's jump right into this. Yeah. We are continuing our series. Uh, Akiva, Akiva, Akiva ranked the top 50 announcer calls of the last 35 years. Yes. Today we're doing 30 to 21, and you absurdly said to me yesterday, hey, why don't you just do 30 to 21 by yourself? 
Well, it was just like a timing thing. I thought maybe that would be funny because you would just make fun of. Uh... Yeah, you made these rankings. How am I going to be like discussing them? I don't know what's coming. I guess. Yeah, you don't know what's coming. That is true. Yeah. I don't know what's um, coming. I mean, I assume that they're good. You promised last week. I said that 40 to 31 wasn't great, and you said 30 yeah. to 21 is going to be fire. I said by the end it's going to be really good, and then the top 20 are all gold. Yeah. So, say like 28 to 30 is not great. So well, that that's endorsement, not really true. I think these are all really good. Maybe there's one or two famous ones that don't hold up as well. But let's go. I, I think everyone needs a Gus. Every single group of 10 needs a Gus Johnson. So let's start off right now. Number 30, a regular season game, Gus Johnson, back when he used to do the NFL in 2010. It's a Jaguars-Texans game. Usually that's not the most exciting thing in the world, but when Gus is there, it is. So let's hear it. All right, yeah, let me hear a Gus Gassum right now, please. Or just depend on the deep guys to knock it away. Three seconds remaining. Gerard steps up. David Gerard. Fires. Back. That's a Hail Mary in the air. Oh, knocked into the hand. What a great Gus Gasm, though. Yeah, this was the best Gus NFL moment before. There aren't a lot, but yeah. Now, I would say that the, the Jaguars' most famous moment in a game-ending play was the game where the extra point was missed thereafter, right? But that wasn't a Gus Johnson call, so that's why it's not on our list. I don't think Gus does, no. Yeah, this is solid. This, yeah. this is, you know, it's just you, you need Gus Johnson, so this is sort of a typical Gus Johnson like exciting game. Yeah, it's not the last Gus Johnson of the, uh, oh, thank God. Of, of, of the countdown. Let's go to uh, John Miller. Underrated announcer. I believe we've heard John Miller at least once on the countdown so far. But he's, oh, wow, yes. we're, we're skipping right ahead. Now, this is a more iconic moment. Yes, certainly. this is an iconic moment. Now, I, I again, there's been a lot of regular season games. There. Now, you don't have Mark McGuire's number 62. Well, we haven't had it yet. It might come oh. up still. Okay, that's fair. All right, but here comes John Miller, who is not only a ESPN announcer, of course, for baseball, yes. but he's also the San Francisco Giants home announcer. Yeah, is this like the local job the or the national job? We're hearing him here. Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm not sure. I think this is local. Okay, let's listen in. There's a high drive. Now, you and I were not, neither one of us saw this live, I assume, right? What was it, on a Friday night? No, but we we had just gone to Israel for the year. Oh, okay, so we did not see 71. What day of the year is it? Do you remember? I don't know. I don't know, but I remember, I, like, we weren't watching, like, live for sure. season baseball. Yeah, October 5th. I like, we, we, we watched live the World Series between the Yankees and the Diamondbacks that year. But other than that. Uh, I'll say this for the youngins who don't remember. Uh, Bond 71, not even 5% as big as McGuire 62. Well, because it, it follows right after 9-11. Yeah. So baseball is not like top of mind for most people. No. And just it was, you know, it was the record was three years old versus McGuire was bringing a 37-year-old record. Yeah. Yeah. So it, was, it, it really wasn't that big a deal. And you feel a little bit bad because Bonds has certainly been sort of disrespected because of his surliness with the media or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Obviously, the best baseball player we've ever, well, I guess at least until Mike Trout, the best baseball player we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah, Barry Bonds is the, I still, he's still the best baseball player we've ever seen in our lives. So he's better than Mike Trout, in your opinion? I mean, his best season is better than Mike Trout's best season. Mike well, Trout yeah, walked from, 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 from 01 to 04, Bonds was a cartoon character. Like, his numbers. Yeah, cartoon character. Yeah. They're no, not, go look at the numbers that Barry Bonds put up between 2001 and 2004. Because, you know, if you're a little bit younger, if you weren't alive for it. It it will never be repeated. It's not possible to repeat those numbers. Yes, it is. It yeah. That we'll get back to like Cy Young numbers, like six hundred wins before, <laughs> before we get we, to yeah, yeah. Barry Bonds. All right. Okay. So let's um let's we're we're skipping right along here. Number twenty eight, I would say, is the funniest on your ranking. Is that a fair representation? It was just the anniversary. If we we could have recorded this, I think on Thursday night, this would have been the anniversary of. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, it was, it, you know. We listen, also had the yes. anniversary of Galarraga's non-perfect game because of Jim Joyce yes. fucking up the call on the 27th yes. out. Not which, the same thing, though. Which really under, I think that was Friday. Yeah, really underrated for like, that's a situation where the umpires almost always defer. Yeah. In the, you know, in the in the opposite direction. Yeah. So you Especially respect. You're the umpire. Your day's over if you call out. Like, you're working extra on the clock. I mean, in that respect, I respect Jim Joyce for having made what he thought was the right but tough call. Yeah. Sadly for him, it was the wrong call. So, I honestly think, you know, obviously Galarraga famously handles it well, but I do think, like, if Galarraga so does Joyce, doesn't to handle it well, it, like, ruins Joyce's life. But because he does, he, like, ends up being viewed as a hero and not a villain. Yeah, especially because, well, I don't know if he's he's a hero, but, I mean, the thing is this. If, if it happens to, like, Tom Glavin, like, a guy who's still in the Hall of Fame, it's one thing. But Galarraga, like, the only thing he, he's famous for is this, basically. Yes, it's true. It's true. He's more famous for, like, Philip Humber is not that famous for throwing a perfect game. Yeah. Galarraga is more famous for the almost perfect game than Humber is for the perfect game. So and you're it, saying it's actually a benefit to Galarraga? Ultimately, it's a benefit for him, yes. I mean, maybe, like, memorabilia, he loses some money. But let's hear... Speaking of pitchers doing wonderful things on May 7th, let's see what yes. the great Bartolo Colon. This calls from Gary Cohn. Bartolo Colon, big sexy. Here is the Mets TV announcers calling his at-bat, not pitching. Colon looking for his first hit of the year. Oh. He drives one. Deep left field. Back goes Upton. Back near the wall. It's out of here. <laughs> one of the greatest moments of baseball history. Yeah, I mean, the announcers are the laughing. It's pretty wild. Gary Cohn who's, takes the game very seriously as a baseball purist. Lose his mind. Also the best moment, basically, in baseball. <laughs> no, he literally says that. Yeah, yeah. He's not wrong. It, it's, I mean, I don't know if it's the best, but it's, it's an angel. I think Mets fans are sick of it, which I guess, which I get, but, like, it's still such a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's great. I mean, Bartolo Colon is, like, a cartoon at this point. Like, he comes to the Twins a couple years later, and he's only on the team for half a season. The Twins... Like, do not pause. They immediately start selling big sexy shirts. Yeah. So it's funny because the first half of his career, he was, like, not super relevant. He was just, like, a regular, like, B-plus pitcher. And then I guess he got a little fatter, and, like, his legend grew. So I hated him on the Angels the year that he stole a Cy Young from Johan Santana. Johan Santana would have won three Cy Youngs in a row yeah. on the Twins. And because back then voters still were more focused on wins, Santana had 16 wins, but he had 21 for a better yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. So, when he was young and fat, I hated San- uh, I hated um, Big Sexy. But by the time you know he's forty years old and still pitching and, and still even more fat, he becomes like a a celebrated figure everywhere he goes. Quite a hit here by Bartolo Club. Yeah, is he officially retired, Bartolo? I don't know. We had so we are coming off. Stri- we just did the patron trivia contest right before we started recording this, mm-hmm. and we had a controversy about whether Rajai Davis is retired or not. 
I don't think it was a controversy. I don't think he's retired. He hasn't announced his retirement, but I, I doubt he plays again. Um, yeah, let's go. All right, so uh, 27 is a new, I hate to use the word sport, but number 27 is a new discipline that we have not seen uh, and we will not see again during the countdown. But I think it's one you know, of the I, I got to be honest with you. I, I previewed all, all 30 of the, all 10 of these that we have on today's episode before the episode. And there's a couple of wrestling announcer calls that are famous because they're like usually dubbed over and memes on the internet like yeah. for other calls yeah this one i'm not familiar with so no, it's king of the ring it's undertaker throws mankind off hell in a cell yeah do you need any more setup or no 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 i mean this is this is like the most meme thing like in it the- is is this the is this oh, the yeah. one because uh, it didn't okay all right let's listen let's listen right now it's the, the, the hell in a cell my God, don't get him over here where we are. They're standing on top What's of some kind of cage. Here? Yeah, it's Undertaker a cage. fighting back. He's fighting back. What are you doing? chair involved. Oh, my God. That's quite a spill. He just sells it so great. They've killed him. Uh, probably not walking great nowadays, mankind. <laughs> probably uh, regret. I got to say, if, if that's the best announcing job ever from wrestling, I'm underwhelmed. I, it's just the most iconic, like God by God Almighty, they've killed him. That's I, okay. that's I've seen it on Twitter maybe ten thousand times over the last decade. That clip. Is, okay, is that the one? Okay, all right. Now let's go to a moment that should live in infamy for Michigan fans. But I was listening to this with Dr. Jen yesterday, and as I was playing this, I said, "Do you remember this moment?" And she had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. Now to be fair, if you're a Michigan fan, an early like an early September game against like a non-conference opponent. Usually those are just, you know, walkovers, which is why it's such an important upset, but which is why Dr. Jen, like, was unaware of who Appalachian State was. But you would think after this she would remember, but I guess she blocked it from her mind. Yeah. We, uh, we, I, I missed the, um, the, the timer here, so you have to go to, uh, you have to go to nine minutes in here. 8.58. Now, remember, so just, so just to give a little bit of setup here. So Appalachian State is playing Michigan. Mm-hmm. Early season game. Obviously, it's a Appalachian game. I'm sure Michigan's paying them yeah. to play them. Appalachian State is probably being paid half a million dollars to come into yeah. the big house and get uh, destroyed. And Michigan is down by two with six seconds to go. Mary, Mario Manningham is going to be found on a big reception to get them into field goal range so they yeah. can come onto the field and kick what should be a game-winning field goal to give them a 35-34 victory, which will not be a celebration for Michigan, but at least they will not have lost. Let's see yeah. what happens. In the air down the sideline looking for Manningham. A flag is down. He caught the ball at the 20-yard 37-yard field goal. Very, very big. Very big. They're going to kick the field goal. It'll be Jason Gingell. Out of the hold of Mesco. Good snap. Good hold. And the kick is blocked. Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the you know, greatest upsets. You watch the kick and he's running. Sports history. He's got to go down. Fall down right away. Got to go down, my man. Blocked by Corey Lynch. But uh, Michigan does not do well. It's the second uh, Michigan horrific loss on this countdown. Yeah, that's true. The, the Michigan State, the 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 punt that they went backwards, also mm-hmm. on this. Country, there will not be so. a third. So, <laughs> but I gotta say, there's no like the, the redheaded that shows. You know, sort of. There's an iconic moment from the Michigan Michigan State game. There's no similar moment from the announcers here, sh- or from the, for the broadcast here, showing the a uh, losing fan in the big house. Yes, you don't have like a crying fan. I'm sure uh, Dr. Jen was. Um, is she at? Is she at this game? Maybe. 
No, this is 07. Seven. No, this She's is way after. She, she graduated in a, in a, well, not way after. Actually, you know what? Hold on a second. She graduated in 07. No, she graduated. You no, know, no, she graduated in 07, So this is the fall of 07, Yeah, so this oh, is okay, after fine. she's gone. The year before is where they lose to to Ohio State by three when they're number one and number two in the country. Did you ever go to the games when she was there? Did you ever go? To yeah, anything? I went to the game. I went to the game against Iowa that year. I was ranked like number twenty or so. I think they won like twenty to six. That's where um I sat down. So the rule in the big house in the student section is that you stand the entire game. Ooh, and terrible. at one point in the third quarter, during a commercial, I sat down for like a minute because my legs hurt. And she got so mad at me. She's like, you're embarrassing me. Get up right now. So, yeah, bad boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's a, there's a quick one. Um, I, you know, the Vin Scully call here, uh, I did not use because it's the inferior call. So yeah. we go with the TV call. Jack Buck, not his final appearance on the countdown. Yeah. And this is I don't believe what I just saw. Probably the most famous call like a moment we've had at least in today's podcast yes definitely yeah this is like some of them are iconic just for being great announcing clips this is an iconic moment that happens to be a great Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field this is gonna be a home run unbelievable a home run for Gibson and the Dodgers have won the game five to four I don't believe what I just saw I don't believe what I just saw you think Gibson was milking a Kurt Schilling style? Like, is he oh, really for sure. like, yeah. yeah, I don't believe what I just saw. So I don't know if I ever knew that he said, I don't believe what I just saw consecutively. He says it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Because you only hear the first one when they always replay it. But the second one sort of ruins the moment a little bit almost, I'd say. Yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah. All right, we're zipping through these. I feel bad, but, you know, we uh, did just record another podcast for an hour. Yeah, we'll do another one this week, too. Um, all right, I, so I had a busy from... week of work, but I'm back here. Yeah, so let's get to yeah. number 24. 24, I have no idea what this is, but it was it was really enjoyable to listen to because the oh, it's announcer... Oh, incredible. It's incredible. The yeah. announcer is talking about how great the player is and yeah. in mid-second switches his perspective. So yes. with yeah, that yeah. context... His whole worldview gets flipped upside down in one play. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, the announcer is Jonathan Pierce. It is a Manchester United soccer game. They're playing Chester, they're playing against Crystal Palace, and he really explains everything. So let's play it. Braille side to his temperament, the mad side of genius. Cantona is dismissed. Where can there be a place in the game for a man of such extravagant talent, a man of such wicked temperament, a man who has been quite rightly dismissed? It's so good. So great. He kicked the defender, and so we got a red card. So now the announcer is like, oh, he's so great, but he's so frustrating. And then he kicks the fan, and then it's like, now it's Malice at the Palace style. Not just kick, not just kicks fan. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Kung Fu style. Yeah. And they lose to Blackburn. Blackburn wins the championship that year. 
Yeah, just 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 an amazing announcer call. Yeah, an incredible so, call. So I misunderstood. So my understanding of that call was that he had scored a crazy goal. No. And that's why he was being – because it sounds like he's being celebrated. In the, he is. In mid- he's celebrating like, you know, oh, this guy. It's like he's so good, but like he just got – And then in mid-word, he's like, I don't care how good he is. Throw yeah. him out of the game. Yeah, ban him forever. He's – yeah. kick him out of the league. But no, he does. he's not banned forever even though people wanted him to be banned forever. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's stick with the soccer theme for uh, 23. All right. So this is Watford against Leicester. This is the winner of this game plays – uh, I believe also Crystal Palace, the aforementioned Crystal Palace, for a spot in the English Premiership. They go to Wembley, the winner of – you know how it works that in, in uh, the second division in promotion for, yeah, for yeah, English football? Yeah, but explain it to the listeners. To listen, to- sure. The top two teams out of 24 in the second division automatically go up. Then there's a playoff, three plays six, four plays five, and the winners play in what's basically called like the $100 million game. It's a $200 million game because you make so much money by being in the Premiership. Loser gets nothing. So this is the 4-5 matchup. Winner gets Crystal Palace. So the winner of this is going to play in the biggest game of the season. And it's a home-and-home home with the way goes rule. And now Leicester, a few years before they actually not only make it, but win the whole freaking thing, is trying to get out of the second division and into the premiership. And they have a penalty kick six minutes and 25 seconds into four minutes of stoppage time. So this is the final play of the game. And they are about to kick a penalty kick to um, ice the game and send their way, you know, send themselves into uh, into the great uh, um, championship match. And let's press play. So penalty kick for Leicester against Watford. Who won it, scores it. Leicester City go to Wembley and it's the end for Watford. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. Absolutely astonishing. Now here come Watford. Who's the announcer here? You don't give him credit. I know she oh, I didn't credit him. Forestieri. What a great, what a great call about the... Here's Hawk. What is his name? All right, what do you think of that one? It's a, it's a good announcer call. You know, it's not a moment I was familiar with before this. You know, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. The next one is, I think, the, my favorite game I've ever seen live. I happened to be bored and watching the Fiesta Bowl, uh, the 2007 Fiesta Bowl. It's Adrian Peterson's Oklahoma Sooners. Really not much else on the team besides Adrian Peterson, but he was just, you know, way too good for college against uh, the Boise State Broncos. This is for uh, all the Tostitos. So Oklahoma... Goes up, I think, 28-7 or whatever. 35-14, they go up, and Boise State scores a couple touchdowns. Boise State scores a couple touchdowns. They have a few seconds left, 18 seconds, fourth and 18 from exactly midfield. And uh, Jared Zabransky's the quarterback. And uh, what are they going to do? They have, I think, no timeouts left. It's fourth and 18 with 18 seconds to go. What do they do? Press play. To move the chains. A last gasp for the Broncos. Bransky's legs might be critical here to save time on throwing the ball. Down the middle, James, the lateral! To the corner of the end zone! Can you believe that? 
dejected Oklahoma fans. I've seen it all. Now. It's a ballsy design play, I gotta say. On a it's unbelievable. Play. Like, he doesn't, you know, because the original catch, if there's no lateral on the fourth and 18, it's a 15 yard connection. He gets tackled. Yeah. Um, the catch by James, the lateral, and that's a design play to Gerard Rabb, who races into the end zone, and now the point after to try and tie it in the final seconds. A fourth down. What's crazy is, of course, you know, there's, you know, there's more crazy plays, including the two, the Statue of Liberty two-point play, but the call there is is not as, as, as exciting as the uh, fourth and 18 play. But yeah, I, I remember watching this live, and I've said this before, I turned to my wife after and said I should never watch sports again, because that's the craziest game I've, mm -hmm. I'll ever see in my life. Yeah. And it will, and it certainly hasn't been topped in the last 13 years, and now there's no more sports, so maybe it's the last crazy game of all time, I don't know. <laughs> you said, Dr. Jen, you said on the trivia thing, uh, that Dr. Jen said, uh, no one's ever going to leave a concourse like there's never basically going to be 75,000 people in a sports stadium again she thinks yeah that's what dr jen said which See, is there's depressing. never going to be a full a full crowd at a sporting event i mean dr jen's not gonna be part of that crowd i don't know i feel like six years from now we'll all forget about this i, I hope so yeah what does she know <laughs> all right are we ready to uh jump up to number 21 yeah, so that was Tom Brenneman. This is going to be Kevin Harlan. This is the most recent clip on the list. This is from uh, last uh, NBA playoffs, literally the last NBA playoffs that ever happened. Uh, this is Raptors versus the 76ers, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, now you've been – this has been a very Toronto-heavy list so far. Why? What else was What else was here from Toronto? Did we not have other Canadian entries in the, in the list? I feel like we did. Number 50 was the Batista bomb. The first one we did was the Batista bomb. Yeah. So that's it. I think that's the only Canadian Okay. Entry All right. Yeah, but this one is absolutely crazy. And by the way, the way that this changes narrative so much, like if this if this if this ball bounces a different way, the narratives we have of so many different players is different. Players on the Sixers, players on the Bucks, players on the Raptors, players on the Warriors. Well, it's a tie game. They could still lose. But um Yeah, 50-50, but all right, so it's well, Game 7. Let's set it up. Game 7. Game, seven, game yeah. 7, Eastern Conference semis. The Sixers Semi and the Raptors are tied. Four seconds to go. And yes. Marcus Gasol is inballing the ball. Can we press play? Let's do it. you got to be aware of the inbounder here if you're filling. It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger? The mutual O of the announcers yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. Have we ever seen a ball bounce so much and then go in? No, five bounces. Amazing. Yeah. My son who loves basketball, he uh, he was fascinated by that. It's really a terrible shot by Kawhi. It's really such a low percentage shot. I mean, he let the ball in Kawhi's hands, but he's just running the whole time. He's out of control. Yeah, four bounces. Game set series. Yeah, great call by Kevin Harlan. Uh, you know, so many cool angles of Kawhi basically in the crowd with the fans as this, uh, you know, his, you know, Kawhi's a man of the people famously celebrating with his people that he would leave yeah. in a few weeks. Um, 
I will say the next uh, next call when we do this again next week, uh, another Toronto call. So the third and final. Another Toronto call next week. Yes, wow. the third and final uh, Toronto, pro-Toronto. Um, I guess when Toronto makes it, they don't lose, right? The Blue Jays and Raptors yeah. and the Argonauts. Who else is there? Wait, is it an Argonauts call on number 20? Because no, that would be no, no, I did not include any. If there was like an amazing CFL call, that would be funny, but I didn't include any. And it's not the Maple Leafs because they haven't won anything in 40 years. No, exactly. 50, 50 years. Yes, it's definitely not the Maple Leafs. You, do you remember the 1940 chance that the Rangers used to endure? No. So for for decades, Islander fans would chant at, at Ranger games 1940 because that was the last time the Rangers won the Cup until they won 94. Uh, the Maple Leafs are approaching. Do people 19... chant 1967? Do people chant that? I don't think so. They should start at this point. I think we're there. What's crazy is it's been so long. Now it's going to be 27 years since the Rangers have won the Cup. It's half half the 1940 time already. So they we're should start chanting back. at the Rangers again. You're saying, yeah, they but the start, Islanders haven't won anything since then, and the Devils aren't any fans. The problem is the so, problem is yeah. the Islanders and the Devils. Well, the, the Devils yeah. have, but the Islanders. No, the Devils have won. They won, but they don't have any fans. They don't have any fans, and the Islanders uh, yeah. now. You can chant yeah. Uh, all right. So, speaking of 1983, this has been the best sports call since 1983. We got two more of these to go. Was this better than the last one? Yeah, I mean, this was a bit rushed because you know we haven't podcasted all week, and we just did an hour podcast with the patrons. You know, a live Mike, chat, a trivia Mike game. Died. I'm so depressed. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Akita. Better luck to uh, you next time. Really all right, yeah, but you know, now we're getting to the top Life 20. That's hard. where you've promised nothing but fire, right? Yeah, nothing but fire. Fire flames. All right, so the next two weeks are going to be amazing, and um, we will talk to you guys then. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.